Before we jump in, this episode may be triggering to some individuals. There will be some mention of self-harm, substance abuse, PTSD, and depression. In the info section of this episode, I will provide information on the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chavez, and if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, put your shit down, and let's talk. It's gotta be All right, y'all. Y'all know it is Mardi Gras. Happy fucking Mardi Gras to all of those out there who be celebrating Mardi Gras, who go to the parades. And if you don't, baby, you're missing out. You heard me? So I hope you had a dagger in your hand, a drink, a grenade, a hand grenade, whatever you, you know, just having a good time celebrating the season, y'all. It only comes around once a year, so enjoy it. You know, I'm at home right now recording this podcast episode when I could be at a parade right now with a daiquiri or something in my in my hand. You know, see, that's just showing y'all how dedicated I am. So y'all just really enjoy yourselves. But before I dive into the episode, y'all know I like to do a little quick update because last week's episode was sort of pre-recorded so y'all didn't really get like an accurate representation of what my week's been well what's my day-to-day life has been like and I'm 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 taking it as it comes you know it hasn't been stressful I've just been enjoying where I am right now I'm currently co-leading groups um in my counseling program and that's been a good time i did have covid y'all i had the covid last week covid had me down from i I started feeling bad super bowl sunday all the way up until saturday which was two days ago okay i was finally okay saturday i tested negative and of course y'all know I had to go out and get me some drinks. So shout out to my girl. We went and got some drinks and we went and did some bowling or whatever. So I just really been having a good time enjoying myself. And tomorrow I'm going to be at the parades. Okay. It's going to be Fat Tuesday. I know this this podcast is going to drop after Mardi Gras, but y'all already know what it is. Y'all know what's up. So I'm just ready to have a good time, ready to have a drink in my hand. You know, I don't be drinking that much that often. So I'm like, when I, when I get the chance to drink, I'm going to have me a good time. OK, so make sure y'all do the same. So it, even if you're not celebrating Mardi Gras on Fat Tuesday, baby, go do something. Go have your good time somewhere. OK, don't sit in the house and be laying around. Well, I mean, I don't think y'all really have the day off anywhere else, but, you know, Louisiana and shit but whatever all I'm gonna say is celebrate okay celebrate yourself if you ain't celebrating Mardi Gras celebrate yourself but on today's episode I want to get into some a little deeper than some of the things that we've talked about on the podcast so I want to talk about childhood trauma as an adult and I know I know a lot of times we don't really be thinking about it, but it is real, y'all. It is real. Um, First, like, we don't really realize how the stuff that has impacted us growing up, how it actually, like, 
um, presents and um, display in our current our current lives as adults. Like we don't really think about that all the time. And I know that it wasn't until I got into my counseling program and actually, you know, work with a therapist for the first time that I was like, dang, like I really do got some stuff um, going on with me because of childhood. And I, I kind of felt the way when my therapist told me I had PTSD. She was like, "You, yeah, you, um, that's uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm like, I ain't got no damn PTSD. And it, it just took a while for me to accept that. And that just says a lot about how we view mental health as a whole. And I ain't even going to speak about that specifically on the black community because I think it's just people in general Sometimes there's like this negative stigma around stuff, especially when somebody label you and say you got PTSD. I was looking at her sideways like, who got PTSD? I'm good. But, you know, just being in my counseling program, learning more, seeing more, doing more, I realized like, damn, she was right. Because these experiences were traumatic for me because of how, how I react to those things now. Because I have this thing um, where I can't do, like, loud noises. And that that's, like, dropping stuff, um, throwing stuff, whether it's pots, pans, whatever it is. I can't do, like, loud noises, especially when people are, like, yelling and screaming and arguing. I can't do that either. So, like, I remove myself from the situation because it just, like, does something to me. It, like makes me angry almost instantly and I know exactly what that stems from and it has everything to do with some things that occurred in my childhood you know I'm not gonna go into detail because it's not just my story to tell it's also somebody else's story so I'm not gonna you know go that far but it was things that I've witnessed as a child that affects me now and I bet it's some things like that that's happening in y'all lives that y'all feel as well, that y'all have noticed, you know, just things occurring and things happening in your own lives. But y'all have to pay attention to those things and we have to learn to address those things, especially as adults, because we don't always know how this is going to you know, present itself. We don't always know how we're going to react to certain things occurring in our lives. So I I just want to encourage y'all to start doing the work, especially if you know that it's there. And if you don't know that it's there, think about it. Just sit and think, is there something that you react to now because of something that happened in your past? Is there something or a place or a person that you avoid now because of something that happened in your past? That might be PTSD. That might be something going on there. So in this episode, you know, I want to dive into some of the signs that you may be still affected by, you know, childhood traumas in your adult life and how we can heal from that. And is it even possible that we can move on from childhood trauma or will it always be a part of us? So the first things first is what are some of the signs that you're still affected by childhood trauma? And one of the big things that stood out to me was you might avoid situations or people 
are places that remind you of traumatic experiences. And I know I can be like, I'm a testament to this one because there's certain people that I don't particularly like to be around because of things that have happened, because of things that were said, you know, growing up. And I realize how that affects me now. Yeah, it's not like, oh, if I'm around this person, like I'm just going to be, I don't know, just like check out mentally and just not there or go off or whatever. That's not how it presents for me, but it may be that for you. You know what I'm saying? So you have to you have to recognize that if that's occurring, that may have been something that happened there. That may have been some traumatic experience there. And another one is if you experience like being hyper vigilant and or like easily startled, like where it's just like, um, I don't know, like all of a sudden when somebody say something like, or uh, sneak up on you, you just jumping and like hooping and hollering and stuff. You just like overly exaggerated. It might be some stuff going on there. It may have been a reason why there was, you know, something that happened to you that was either traumatic or that provoked anxiety in you. And, you know, it's it's some stuff there. You just got to learn to work on that kind of stuff and so we can recognize it and we can see it, y'all. Um, another sign is you might engage in self-destructive behaviors such as uh, substance abuse, like you drinking buku alcohol all the time or you can't stop smoking weed. You don't really know why you can't stop smoking weed. You don't think you're addicted, but you low-key addicted because you do it every day and all the time and you can't eat without smoking weed. There's a problem. I'm not saying that 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 stems from childhood trauma for everybody. But at the end of the day, substance abuse is substance abuse. Okay, it just it is what it is. Um, There's a difference between recreational use when you just doing it to have fun. And then when you doing it to get through the day. That's that's all I'm going to say. When are just. Having risky sexual behaviors like you just don't really care who you sleep with. She vocalized in there she didn't really care who she gave her body to or didn't really care to build long-lasting relationships with people because of what happened to her in her childhood. She recognized that because her biological parents didn't want her, she felt like nobody wanted her. Nobody would care for her. And so she just didn't really care. She lived this carefree life where she would just sleep with anybody and do whatever she wanted to do. And that's a sign, y'all. Even if it's self-harm, if you using cutting or whatever it is as a way to cope with whatever you are experiencing or feeling, there might be trauma there. There might be something that you need to address. Okay? All of these things and and that's why I that's why I like that they're, you know, I labeled them as like self-destructive behaviors because these are things that you can do to yourself. These are things that that you allow, you know, you allow to happen in your life and regardless of whether something traumatic happens, these behaviors still can be considered self. Well, they still are considered self-destructive because these are things that can hurt you in the long run. And you got to you got to change that mindset and really, 
dive deep and figure out what it is that makes you want to do that particular thing. And then number four, you might struggle with forming or maintaining healthy relationships. So with this one, like you might experience problems with trusting people or just just being intimate, connecting with people mentally, emotionally, or even physically. And then some people struggle with communication. Some people don't know how to talk to people. Some people don't know how to vocalize what they feel in or what they need or what they want. So everybody don't have that. And again, I'll say it's not that these all of these things stem from childhood trauma. But if you having multiple of these lined up, child, there may have been something that happened to you, whether you've repressed it or not there's something there and that that's going to be that's going to have to be a choice that you have to make on your own and you know decide whether this is something that you want to work on something that you want to deal with because at the end of the day um as much as i believe in therapy things don't always feel good it's not going to always feel good when you start therapy especially in the beginning when you finally get into that some of that stuff and you starting to talk about it. It feels uncomfortable. It's new to you. You've never done this before. That's going to be the most uncomfortable you ever feel in therapy. And when you're, if you have a good therapist, you're going to have a therapist that challenge the way you think about things, that challenge your thought processes. And that's going to make you feel uncomfortable too because they're trying to push you out of your comfort zone so that you can see it from a different perspective. Because... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I don't mean to go all hard and be all clinical like, but that's just the real, that's real shit because we have things that we need to address that should have been addressed or that should have never happened to us in, in our childhood that carries over into adult adulthood as much as we like to believe that we've overcome certain situations and certain things that have happened to us. That's not always the case because I'm going to tell you, I personally didn't think I had much issues until I got to talking in therapy. Cause I was just like, I don't know, you know, I'm good. That's not really nothing I need to work past, but I want to experience this. How I'm going to be a, a counselor and never have gone to counseling. So that's what really made me want to, go to counseling. And then I realized like, damn, I really do have some things that I can work on. And aside from the PTSD stuff, I also have issues related to my biological father not being in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that that's one of the reasons why I want to have a son, why I want to be the father that I never had to my son. I don't ever want my son to experience what it feels like to not have a dad, to be able to go to your dad. You know, you see other family and other friends being able to talk to their dads, go to their dads, and you realize you don't have that. And that was one of the things that I did not realize affected me until recently, until I went to therapy. I'm telling y'all, like, it it really will open y'all up. So don't be afraid to experience something new. And another another sign, and I'll make this the last one, is that you might experience like depression or anxiety, like you experiencing certain symptoms of those disorders, like low mood. You don't really want to get out the bed. You just 
don't feel, don't really want to be bothered or you easily agitated or you having difficulty concentrating you know let's say that don't stem from like ADHD ADD whatever let's say it's just all of a sudden you having difficulty concentrating because your mind going a thousand miles per hour and you thinking about this and you ruminating over stuff that was happened or said yesterday and just like that are you consistently and having these feelings of like worriness or being fearful of whatever it is you know that you might be thinking about or just even if it's not something in particular, like you're just worried about life in general, that, that, that's a sign y'all. That's a sign that something is there. So I don't know. I just, I just really feel like if you notice that anything that I said on this list that you feel you've experienced, you may be going through right now, you know, I, I encourage you to actually get the help. Because I, I see and I've been on both sides of the benefit of therapy, of counseling. I, 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 I've been the counselor. I've been the, um, the client. Like I've experienced both sides of it. And I'm actually excited to get back on the couch as a client in March because I just made me another appointment with a new therapist who's going to be able to see me in person. So I'm excited for that. And... Last but not 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 last but not least, look at me. Yeah, I'm I'm jumping the gun. Let me slow down. But I wanted to get into how can we heal from childhood traumas as an adult? How can we heal? And I know one of the things for me, and I definitely put this first for a reason, is to practice forgiveness. Practice forgiveness. not And it's not forgiveness for the sake of them or for the sake of the person who hurt you, for the sake of whatever. It's for you. And it, it can be a powerful, it's, a, it's like a powerful thing to be able to forgive that person or whatever it was that hurt you, that caused this traumatic experience in your life because it let helps you let go these feelings of anger, these feelings of resentment, and just like a, a blame that you might feel towards them or even towards yourself. Because a lot of times people who go through traumatic experiences do blame themselves because of what happened. Oh, if I had did this differently, this wouldn't have happened to me. And this may have been something that you've heard or something that you learned from somebody else, you know, because maybe you did go to a trusted adult and tell them and told them about whatever situation it was that happened. And they tried to make you believe that it didn't really happen or that you might have caused it. You might have done something to provoke this. At the end of the day, you can't blame yourself because of something somebody else did to you that hurt you. You can't be the cause for that. You can't be the cause for that. So I want you to forgive yourself and forgive the other people for hurting you. You don't have to forgive them and 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 move on and and you know let them back into your life. That's not what that that's not what the forgiveness is about. The forgiveness is about you giving yourself the space and the opportunity to release all of these feelings that you've been harboring and holding on to for so long. 
You know what I'm saying? It just is it's giving you an opportunity to let it go. Let it go. And you'll realize how much freer and, and lighter you walk through the world when you let go of that hurt, when you let go of that anger because of a certain situation. And that's why I always say, like, I've never been angry that my father wasn't in my life. I've always been just hurt. I expected you to be at, you know, as an adult to want to get to know your son, to want to get to know your child, to want to be there, to be present in all of the things that I had going on. And I, I thank God every day that I had a great support system, my mom, my sisters, my friends, and other family members, my aunts, my cousins, you know, they've always showed up for me in ways that he never did. And it just was crazy to me because just having a conversation with my cousin, it was if Chavez ever wants to have a relationship with me, I'm here. It was always I have to go to him to create this relationship, to help this bond grow, to to whatever. I have to be that person. But in my mind, I feel like I'm the child. I didn't create you. You created me. You know what I'm saying? So there's no reason why I should have to go to you as an adult, as my parent, to try to foster a relationship with you. I shouldn't have to do that. That's just how I feel about it. And it's not like I'm I'm not I'm not holding anything against him, but that is how I feel. That is how I feel. So if this relationship is dependent upon me coming to you and doing whatever it is, it, it's just not going to happen. And maybe, like I said, there's some things for me that I have to work on to help me get to that point to maybe even want to reach out to him and create that relationship with him. Maybe there's some things that I need to deal with, some things that I need to work through. And one of the things that I like to do, especially um, with people who are dealing with like forgiveness or regretfulness about surrounding uh, someone who's gone or someone, someone who's here, they can still be alive. Um, I like to have them write a letter, write a letter to that person vocalize how you feel, whether you was angry, whether you was hurt, you know, whether you blame them for something that happened in your life, write that down, write that letter. You don't have to give it to them. You can, you can burn it afterwards. I just want you to be able to release those feelings, get that out and put it onto paper so that it's not just inside of you this whole time. And I don't mean to talk to y'all like y'all kids or whatever, but Y'all know I work with high school, middle school kids, but that's besides the point. Well, no, I've worked with adults. Anyways, it's it's just, it feels so much freer. And because I've done it myself. Um, well, I was supposed to do it myself. Let me correct myself. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I was supposed to. But when it came to getting to that point to write the letter, like it was so, so much emotion for me that I never ended up writing the letter. But I encourage y'all to face that fear, to face that uncomfortable feeling and to do it. Let, let it out. Let it out. Forgive, forgive them for hurting you. Forgive yourself for not being able to change that situation or whatever it is that you blame yourself for. 
forgive it. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. And another way to help heal from this, well, childhood traumas as adults is to identify what triggers, what triggers bring up certain memories of traumatic experiences. Because if you know what triggers these memories or these these thoughts and these moments, if you know what triggers that, then you can help yourself develop different coping strategies to help manage these emotions or physical, you know, things that you feel in those moments. Because if you know what's, if you know why this is happening, and if you know what causes it, then you can do something to stop it. You know what I'm saying? And to put it in plain terms, um, if you know that for me, I'll use myself as an example. If you know that when people start yelling and and screaming, if you know that that triggers you, then you can find something to cope with that. So for me, if people start yelling and screaming, one of the things that I do, and it's not even like a something I do in the moment, I'll I'll remove myself from the situation. If it's something that I can get up and physically remove myself from the situation, I'm going to do that. If it's I got to hang up the phone or if it's I got to go in a, uh, into a different room, I got to go step outside, whatever it is, I remove myself from the situation. And if it's something I can't remove myself in the situation, like I'll just put on music or I'll politely just ask, like, y'all, can y'all chill out? Can we not do this right now? Because it just like does something to me and I, oh, yeah, yeah, that, um, yeah, that does something to me. But I, I've learned to cope with it. I've learned to deal with it so that it doesn't deal with me. You know what I'm saying? I learned to deal with it so that that, that trigger, that thing doesn't control me. That thing doesn't take me back to when those situations happen. Okay. All right, let's get it. <laughs> and another thing is you need to build a healthy support system. So if you know that you got some good supportive friends, some good supportive family members, that can help you like build a sense of belonging. Um, and that can help get you out of those moments where you just want to isolate yourself and you start to feel or you start to feel lonely because when you're oftentimes when you're going through the motions and you're experiencing these things again and you're reliving these um, memories or emotions or feelings or whatever it is you feel like you're by yourself and if you know that you have somebody that you can trust somebody that's not going to tell your business then tell them, let them know that this is going on so they so that they're able to help you. And just even creating a sense of belonging can help you counteract like those feelings. Just being able to be around other people and not being so stuck in the house and not being alone all the time can help you. Because if you're one of those people who overthink all the time or who always uh, ruminating over things that happened in the past, then maybe you don't need to be spending too much alone time. You know what I'm saying? If you know that too much alone time is going to cause you to feel this way, then you don't need to be spending too much alone time. If you know that you got a friend that you can call when you start to 
going over these thoughts in your head and starting to experience whatever feelings it is that come up, call somebody, talk to somebody. And if you don't have nobody to talk to, get you a therapist. Get you somebody who is ethically and legally bound to keep your shit a secret. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you can't trust nobody, these people who are required by law and by ethics to keep your stuff to themselves. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. And last but not least, self-care, y'all. Self-care. I know y'all probably thinking, bitch, I'm tired of hearing self-care. How the fuck is self-care going to help me heal from this childhood trauma and whoop the whoop the whoop But when you start doing things and engaging in activities that help promote you physically, emotionally, or mentally, or even creatively, that just helps improve your daily life so you're not just sitting around thinking about these things all the time. You're not just you know, you have more on your mind. You you thinking like, dang, like I really got to get up and I I need to figure out what workout plan I'm going to do tomorrow. Or if it's you singing or doing poetry, you know, you taking your mind off of whatever it might normally be on and you creating these new routines and and you're taking care of your your physical health in the process. Okay, y'all. You got to start doing some exercise, some meditation. Make sure you get enough sleep at night. And if if you can't sleep, get you some melatonin. I just went and bought me some Dr. Till's, um, what they call it, the, the Epsom salt, the bought his Epsom salt. I don't, is it a he? I don't know. Anyways, I bought Dr. Till's Epsom salt and I bought the uh the pillow sleep spray. Well, you could you could spray it in the air too, but you know, you could spray it on your um your blankets and stuff before you go to sleep. And I'm a testament to it. It works. Cause baby, the first time I used it, I had got some for Christmas, y'all. And the first time I used it, baby, I was out like a light. I don't know if it's a mind thing or if it's really real, but you know, the smell of lavender, it just relaxes you. And it got I think it got lavender, sandalwood, and chamomile in the um in the spray. Y'all get it. I'm telling y'all it works. Dr. Till, you gonna have to um I'm gonna have to bill you for that promo. But anyways, y'all take care of yourselves, okay? Don't be staying in the house and and being sad all the time. If you catch yourself wanting to just stay in the house and just like stay in that little bubble in that little space and you know that it's not particularly healthy for you, then do something about it. Because I know one day I was laying in the bed. This was around the time I had COVID. It's, yeah, this was COVID time. And this, I'm acting like it was so long ago, y'all. It was just like three days ago. Anyways, I had COVID in, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was Saturday. It was, it was Saturday. It was my last day of COVID when I had tested negative. I was laying in the bed and I ran across this video of this lady who had, um, she has bipolar disorder and bipolar one to be exact. And so she goes through her bouts of uh, depression, of course, her manic episodes. And she notices when certain things happen, that's how she noticed when she's having a manic episode or not. And, you know, she actively sees a therapist and all of that. But I said that to say this. In one of her videos that I was watching, 
she made herself get up, put on some good music that she knew that would make her feel good. And she cleaned her house. She said, even though, even when she's going through and she's having her bad days, the, the most, the least that she can do is make herself get up and make her bed. And that'll make her feel better in some way, shape or form. And so that motivated me so much to know that somebody that experiences bipolar disorder and going through their little experiences of depression, you know, they go through their high moods and low moods, knowing when she feels her, when she's experiencing her low moods, she can still get up and do something, at least something that made me get out of my bed. I went and hopped in the shower. I put on my feel-good playlist, baby. I was going. I cleaned my room. Matter of fact, I think I think that was the day. No, I changed my room around yesterday. So I cleaned my room Saturday, and I just had a great vibe going on. Y'all, that was the day I said I went out and I had drinks and all of that stuff. I went by my mom's house. You know, I went and did the uh, at-home COVID test by her house to make sure I can go by people and I can be around people. I I changed my engine filter. I mean, my um engine air filter. Like I was just having a great day Saturday because I made a choice to get up and have a great day. And it's not that like I was in a sad mood or anything. I was feeling down, but I was just laying around. And sometimes in those moments, like I I catch myself and I be like, Chavez, baby, you 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 in your twenty somethings. You should not just be laying around all the time. And granted, you know, I had COVID. So, of course, I had to lay around for that week. But once I tested negative, why wasn't I getting out and going to go have fun? But I made myself get up and I went and had a great time. I had a great fucking time. Even met somebody new. You know, it's just that's what it's about. So take care of yourselves, y'all. I said all that to say take care of yourselves. And last but not least, and I'll end this, you know, I'll end this with this one. Is it possible to move on from childhood trauma or will it always be a part of us? And I must start from my answers. Then we'll talk about the stuff that I found online doing my research. And I personally believe that, yes, it is possible to move on from childhood trauma. But it will also still be a part of us. Because just because something happened to you in the past, that doesn't mean that it disappears. Just because you heal from something, that doesn't mean that that experience disappears. You know what I'm saying? It it still may have shaped a certain way that you view certain things, a certain thing um certain things that you don't do because of that experience it's still a part of you in some way shape or form whether it's negative negatively affecting you or whether it's positively affecting you it's still there it's still there and that's basically the research that i found as well it said it's possible to move on from childhood trauma but the impact of the trauma may always be a part of a person's history and life story. And that's the truth. And that's the truth. 
And one of the things that you have to recognize is that your journey isn't always going to look the same as someone else's that's healing from childhood trauma. Y'all can y'all could have went through the same thing and have experienced it different. It can be siblings that you've lived in the same house. Y'all went through the same issues, the same problems, the same people. And it'll still it can still be different. You don't always experience things the same way as everybody else around you. And that's why I say perception matters. What you think, what you feel matters, regardless of if somebody think that this situation should make you feel this way, it's how you feel. Your feelings are valid. Can't nobody tell you how to feel about a fuck ass thing. And don't let nobody tell you how you should feel. If you feeling hurt by something, somebody said something, somebody did feel it. You got a right to be hurt. You got a right to be angry. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody minimize your feelings. I don't play that shit. I, that's one of the things that I, I, I do not play with. Don't tell me how I'm supposed to feel and how I'm supposed to react to a situation that happened to me. Regardless of whether you meant it this way or not, that's how I took it. So that's this is how I feel. So me saying how I feel about a situation shouldn't offend you. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, y'all, I'm getting angry. I'm thinking about situations in my head. But it's important to know that healing from your childhood trauma is not about erasing your past. It's not about denying that this happened to you. It's not about that. It's saying that this happened to me, but I'm not about to let this define me. I'm not about to let this control me. That's what it's about. It's about knowing that this person or this thing happened to me. Yeah, it happened. It happened to me. But I'm not about to let that continue to control me. And I'm going to leave y'all on that message, okay? Because I can go on and on about trauma and I really want to talk a little bit about intergenerational drama, trauma, but that in itself could be a whole nother episode. Because a lot of these things that we experienced growing up, especially in the black community, and I can speak on it because, bitch, I'm black, this skin black, <laughs> fluorescent beige, bitch. Let me stop. Okay, Beyonce, look. <laughs> but... I can speak on it because these are things that I've experienced. These are things that I've seen growing up in my communities. These are things that I know happen because of conversations with other people. And the passing on of trauma is real, man. It is so real. It is so real. And it's hard to be that person that wants to be that agent of change, that wants to do it differently. Because everybody going to look at you like you're crazy. You know, you're trying to change up this. And, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because I don't really want to go all the way into that. Because I'm going to start a whole nother episode and we're going to be here another 50 minutes. But, um, yes, y'all, it's all real. Take care of yourselves, man. Heal. Allow yourself the space to heal. Allow your partners, your friends, your family members the space to heal. And if you 
where the cause of somebody else's traumatic experience recognize that validate their validate their feelings apologize you know what i'm saying be open to having that conversation with that person because that's what it's about and be also be open to not having that conversation with that person cuz maybe they won't they don't want shit to do with you because of what they experienced and that's just that on that. And I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go, y'all. Because y'all know I'm going to keep talking. But y'all know. Y'all know how I like to do. And my last part of my episodes is always going to be me playing a good old song and telling y'all about my song of the week. And this week... My song is Time After Time. And I say that this is my song because, not because I had it on repeat this entire week, but but I have been playing it. Um, It's Time After Time by Sam Smith. And I was recently watching, well, re-watching Love, Victor, because I had watched Love, Simon. I was like, I might as well re-watch Love, Victor. So I rewatched that from season one all the way to season three while I was on my my COVID. So all I had to do was time. All I had was time to watch TV and finish a whole show. But um, yeah, I that song was it was played at the end of season two, I believe. Yeah, season two, and I just really enjoyed the way the song made me feel um it made me want to fall in love again it made me want to open myself up to love well well, not that I'm not open already but you know it just made me more so wanting to and I just can't wait for that time to happen for me um I don't know. I just want to feel like that about somebody. So I'll play a little something, something of the song so y'all can get a little taste of it. But here we go. the time y'all that song it just like really does something for me like did you hear when he said if you fall I will catch you I'll be waiting time after time if you lost you can look and you will find me time after time um it's just one of those songs that reminds you of that moment when you start to realize like you falling for that person like you know that this is a safe space for you to you to lay your head you know that this is a safe person to unlock your heart for oh my god I'm feeling all the emotions right now but Cause the whole vibe of the podcast just kind of changed. Like I know y'all feel it, cause I got a smile on my face right now. Went from a serious topic to talking about love, but I can't wait for that moment to happen for me. I can't wait for that moment to happen for you guys. 
because we all deserve love. Whatever that looks like for each one of us, we all deserve love. And um, y'all know I'm going to keep y'all updated. Because when my man finally come, he'll be introduced to y'all. I'm going to have him come on and say hey to y'all. Y'all my people. Y'all my journeys. Hey, my journeys. Um, And I know y'all probably surprised I called y'all my journeys because I didn't even tell y'all that y'all are my journeys. But the reason I called y'all my journeys is because we're all on our own separate journeys, but we're still doing it together by being connected through this podcast. <sighs> I love y'all. Like, I really do. I appreciate everybody who tune in from episode to episode, the ones who don't come in my DMs cussing me out when I forget to post. Like, I just really appreciate the genuine love, and I cannot express that enough. Um I really love hearing from you guys, you know, when y'all reach out and y'all telling me how much y'all really love the episodes or how the episode touched you or affected you in a way. I enjoy that. And I have a good friend, my girl, JC. She hits me up all the time telling me that she's listened to the the episodes and how much she loved them. And uh, I love her for that. I really do love you, friend. I appreciate it so much. Um, it means the world to me to just have that support system, to have the people who listen, the people who pay attention, the people who want to be involved in your vision, in the things, in the people who believe in your vision. Um, yeah, that's so important, y'all. And also, my girl, JC, she going to be back on another for the on for another episode. I didn't already tell her. We got um we got something coming up for y'all. But um yeah, I I really do appreciate y'all, man. From the bottom of my heart, this 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 does it for me. This warms my heart to be able to create this space and just talk, just love on each other to help each other over these obstacles and things that may appear in our life because you know, everybody don't have somebody. But at least here in this space, we all have each other. And y'all know that y'all can reach out to me on Instagram if y'all need anything just between you and me dot pod. And that's dot P-O-D. Y'all hit me up on there if y'all want to talk about anything, if y'all have any requests or anything y'all want to hear me talk about. Because y'all know I like to talk and I'm going to say that until I can't say it no more. But, um, yes, I really do appreciate you guys. And for all of those who are new and if this is your first episode, I appreciate y'all for sticking around until the end of the episode. And I hope that you guys continue to listen and become um become one of us, become a journey. Um, yeah, I we welcome everybody. Come on in, put your shit down and let's talk like I said in the beginning, okay? We're going to talk, we're going to chat, we're going to laugh, we're going to cry, we're going to feel some things, we're going to make it through some things together. Um, Yeah, that's just what it's about. So if y'all want to talk or whatever, hit me up on Instagram and remember that anything that you say stays between you and me. Bye, y'all.